Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30, the 40, Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. It's good. It's good. Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, as always, Anthony Pagnata, and today we are here with former Tar Heel cornerback Kendrick Burney on the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. He is here to talk to us a little bit about his Tar Heel career and where life has taken him since he uh, since he officially retired from the game of football. You know, first of all, Kendrick, uh, I, I bet it was exciting to be able to get out and, and play a little softball. And you know, I think this is uh, you know part of uh, of stuff opening back up uh, after COVID. So you know, how's your family been uh, getting through all of this? And uh, you know, is it is it exciting to finally get back out there and and to be able to do some of these uh, these types of events that we haven't been able to do over the last year and a half or so? Yeah, man, it's it's been amazing, you know, finally get back in and seeing friends. As you said, I play on a, a travel softball team, man, and uh, we travel just about everywhere to play softball. So we was kind of out of it for about six to eight months, and that that really sucked. But uh, you know, everybody's doing good. Family, my fiance, she works, you know, on base. So nothing ever changed with the school system in there. So you know, that was difficult to deal with, and uh, you know, I got two sons who, you know, love sports and, you know, they weren't able to, to do as they wanted to do. And, you know, I got two nephews as well that, that stayed with me a lot. And, uh, you know, so it was, it's great to, 
you know, not only just the adults, but seeing the kids getting back out there, man, because, uh, you know, that's that's part of their future of growing and seeing the kids getting back out there playing has been a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And hopefully things will only continue to trend in the right direction with that. You know, let's jump into, you know, your football career. And, you know, coming out of Southwest Onslow High School in state, you know, what about Carolina stood out and, and, and made you make the decision to commit to Carolina over some of the other in-state options at the time? Well, I'll tell you the truth, man. I, I was a big baseball recruit coming out. Um so that was one of my main things was, uh, you know, how the baseball program was. And, you know, football was really second nature. Um, a lot of people don't know, um, after my sophomore year in high school, I had also thought about, you know, letting football go and committing full-time in baseball. So that was my first love. And, um, you know, I got to play with, you know, Dustin Ackley, Cal Schreiber, and those guys uh, on my travel baseball team growing up. So we was looking, you know, at NC State and, um, you know, uh, ECU, but Easton left at ECU, who's the baseball coach, and uh, so they opened my recruiting back up, and Carolina offered me a football scholarship to tell me I could play both, and uh, so that made a big difference in things uh, for me as far as Carolina. Um, so, you know, when I, when I committed to play football and baseball then, then I went to recruiting, you know, the guys on my, my AAU baseball team, like Kyle and Dustin, you know, Drew Polk and all those guys, um, you know, just getting them to go to Carolina because that atmosphere there, it was nothing better than that, man. Yeah, well, you know, as you said, you know, you did come in as, as a dual sport guy. Um, but, you know, eventually after your sophomore season on campus, you decided to make the decision to really just focus on football. You know, how difficult of a decision was that for you to make that, that choice, considering that, as you said, when you were in high school, you almost gave up football to pursue baseball? Yeah, man, uh, at that time, it was one of the biggest biggest decisions and hurts that uh, – I've ever went through in life at that time as a 21, 22-year-old. Um, but, you know, I, I talked with, you know, Coach Fox and Holbrook at the time. And, uh, you know, just the way things was with scholarships and everything. And I had two little sisters back here playing. And my dad and mom, you know, they were good on money, but, you know, we wasn't, we wasn't solid, solid. So I didn't want to put any extra burdens on them. So, you know, I decided to give up give up baseball and stick, you know, just the football in which football was taking off for me. Um, I had a great I had a pretty good sophomore year. So going into that junior year, I know if I, I stuck to one sport, great things could happen in which you know, it did because that junior year was one of my best years. Yeah, you mentioned it. You got off to a great start out of the gate uh, at Carolina. And, you know, let's go back to that 2007 game against James Madison. First game of your career that you played in because you redshirted as a as a true freshman. What was that feeling like when you were told out of the gate that you were going to start that game? I'm assuming it had to be very exciting for you. Oh, yeah, exciting. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of football players, you know, Confidence-wise, you know, they don't like to say they was ever nervous or have butterflies, but there was not one game I ever played in where I ran out of that tunnel and seen all the people that, you know, I ain't have a little bit of nerves with me, but that's just the kind of guy I am, you know. I'll have some nerves, but once it's time to get going, you know, it's, it's a whole different person that comes out. 
So, you know, you, you go back, and one of the games that I, I think most Tar Heel fans will remember when it comes to your career uh, is, you know, part of that great junior season against number 12 Miami back in 2009. You had three interceptions, two of which you returned, four touchdowns, and set an ACC record, which still stands to this day, of 170 interception return yards. You know, when you look back on that performance now, you know, just how special was that performance, you know, culminating with the fact not only that you had yourself a great day, but it also helped Carolina beat a, a really good Miami team at the top. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that game right there was, you know, being Miami and Coach Davis coming from Miami, you know, it was it was looked at, you know, that week as, you know, like an NC State or a Duke week. It was a rival week pretty mm-hmm. much for us because, you know, we didn't want Coach Davis losing to Miami. And, uh, man, I can remember, you know, I had a lot of family coming to town that week, that weekend. It was that 3.30 ABC game, so, you know, the only pretty much college football game being played. And, uh, man, what a, what a blessing it was. We knew they were going to throw the ball. And, you know, with that Miami swag, they're not scared of anybody. So I knew they were, you know, most teams didn't throw my way, but I knew that they were going to come and come heavy. And, uh, you know, with that D-line we had, dude, this shit. <laughs> It was a blessing to only have to sit back there, you know, about three seconds and you knew that ball had to come out. So, you know, it was it was amazing to, you know, set an ACC record. And uh, the biggest thing that, that came out of that game for me was that uh, my roommate, Melvin Williams, was a senior. And uh, on that that second pick, um, that second or third pick where I kind of fumbled, per se, uh, and Got, gave him the ball, man, that was probably one of the best, you know, plays of my career just because his family was able to be in attendance and uh, just getting the upset over the number 12 team in the country was huge. Yeah, definitely a great moment uh, when it came to your career and, and those uh, those Butch Davis teams. You know, heading into the 2010 season then, expectations amongst the fan base and the national media were extremely high around Tar Heel football. You know, what were the expectations that you guys had set in that summer before, of course, everything comes down before that game uh, against LSU? Well, you know, we had, I mean, sure about 12 guys that couldn't declare early. Um, and, you know, after the season, we all kind of sat down and just talked to each other about the opportunities that could, could happen there and records that we could break. So, you know, we all decided to come back that year. And, uh, you know, we pretty much said if, if one guy said no, then we were all going to go ahead and go our separate ways and declare for the league. But, I mean, every last one of us wanted to do something special. And uh, we knew what we had. Um, so we our expectations was not only just to win the ACC championship, but we were – Honestly, thinking about national championship content, contenders with that with that team we had, which we had a great team to to think that way. Yeah, no, that that's pretty much what I've heard from a lot of the guys that have come out of that same time period. And um, I, I mean, I think that's that's one of the biggest things. A lot of Tar Heel fans, you know, they were putting them in, in that conversation. Some of the national media were putting them in there. But to hear it come from you guys that that was the expectation going into that season, I think really just justifies the fact that that was a special season that was unfortunately taken away. But at the same time, you know, look, you know, everything that happened happened for a reason. 
one of the biggest bowl wins in recent memories ends up coming out of that win uh, or out of that season in your final game with the Tar Heels. You know, what was that Music City Bowl win over Tennessee like from your perspective? And, and you know, especially with how much you guys had been through that season, how special was that? So, my God, it was, I mean, to the point where it kind of broke, broke me down uh, as we got in the locker room, just everything we had went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the young guys, you know, perform at the high level when they just got thrown in the fire. Um, it was just a blessing playing, you know, the University of Tennessee in Tennessee. I mean, which Nashville is one of the most amazing places I've ever been to. Um, if, if it was up to me, I would definitely, you know, have a house there. Um, just because how beautiful and, you know, the culture there was just amazing. But, you know, winning that football game for the program and, you know, taking things to the next level, uh, just set our young guys up and the program up to, you know, have success over the next however many years, you know. Yeah, and, you know, following your career in Chapel Hill, you went on to spend some time uh, at the NFL level. The majority of it was spent right here in the Charlotte area with the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, how special was it for you, being from the state of North Carolina, to be able to have the majority of your career be played in in, in Charlotte, North Carolina with the Panthers? I mean, it was amazing. You know, family and friends was able to come down and watch me play. Um... You know, and just just the fact of playing for your hometown team was a blessing. I mean, things didn't exactly pan out, you know, how I wanted to as far as, you know, with new coaches and stuff like that. But that's the nature of that business. Um, But like I said, man, it was just a blessing just to be able to put that jersey on because, I mean, not many guys get that opportunity. You know, people pray and, and hope and, you know, work work their butts off to just be able to give them a chance to step into the facility. And for me to be able to play and play majority of my career there was, was just a blessing. Man. So, you know, since your football career has concluded, where has life taken you? You know, I've asked a lot of guys these these questions and I've gotten some great answers, but, you know, where where is post-football life taking you, Kendrick? Um, post-football life has led me back to uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, where I was born and raised. Um, you know, I do a lot of training um, with the kids here. Um, I have my two little boys, one's 10, one's two. And I got a nephew who's 10 and another little nephew that's six. And, you know, they play a lot of sports around here. So just being able to give back here um, has been amazing. Um, I'm actually in the process of opening my own uh tire shop here me and used tires here in Jacksonville um, you know it's actually going to be called Blue Boys Tires <laughs> um, but yeah man just I'm just back here I love the beach um, never want to leave it again now unless some opportunity just comes and wraps me up but I mean it's it's amazing here in Jacksonville with my family you know being able to spend family time as you know just you know everything that I can hope for well, that's awesome, man. That is great stuff, man. I, I love to hear that the family is is into sports as much as you were. 
uh, Rude Boys Tires, that's fantastic. Uh, that's definitely a place that if anybody's staying out there listening to the podcast, make sure you know when you see that pop up, you guys go and check it out. But hey, Kendrick, thanks for stopping by with us, man. Uh, you know, you were uh, one of those guys that I, I think you know growing up as a Tar Heel fan. You know, that was right around the time where I started to really start following you guys, and you were definitely one of my favorite players. I'm not gonna lie, man. From that, that those teams, it was it was great. You were always one of those guys that I was looking forward to seeing on Saturday. So. Thanks for stopping by with us, man. I greatly appreciate it. Yes, man. I appreciate your time being on your podcast. And, man, I wish you the best of luck with everything you're doing. And, man, you know, hey, it's going to be days where it gets hard, but you just got to keep pushing, man. I wish you the best of luck. All right. Thanks so much, Kendrick. You too, man. All right. So there is Kendrick Bernie, the Tar Heels' former cornerback, uh, and he, you know, gracious enough to stop by with us here on the podcast. And again, you know, just part of a great series of interviews that we're doing here. Uh, you know, it's great to go back through all these generations, and and those are you know some some of the guys that you know from that Butch Davis era. Uh, that's that's always one of those eras that I love to talk to because you know, as I mentioned with Kendrick, that was one of those eras where I think people expected a lot at the end uh, people thought that this could be one of the best teams in the country uh, for years to come and of course everything that happened with the NCAA uh, issue and uh, every, you know all the fallout from that uh, it, it you know turn the football program into a different direction but they're still an extremely big part of our football history and glad that Kendrick could stop by with us so uh, that uh, about wraps it up for this edition of the podcast want to tell you guys, make sure you head over to the website, HeelToughBlog.com. You can listen to the podcast on there, uh, you know, they, either, uh, you know, the, the Heel Tough Blog podcast or the newly branded Roy's Boys podcast, which is now called the Four Corners podcast. We have the tabs up there where you guys can check it out. Uh, also, you know, plenty of articles on the website. That's the main reason to head over to the website because you've got all these great articles that are up there. Uh, we've still been, you know, working through the scouting reports and everything like that here in the offseason, going back to some of the games from earlier this year uh, for some of the Tar Heels top targets and taking a look at those. A lot of that stuff is based on, you know, some of the guys that are getting ready to be on campus here for, uh, you know, it, the opening of the uh, recruiting dead period in the month of June. So there's a lot of a, a lot of big name targets that the Tar Heels will be hosting within the next month that we've got scouting reports up for. We're going to put all those out uh, as well on, uh, on, on Monday, tomorrow, uh, for you guys to be able to take a look at um, as you know Carolina gets ready to host these guys we're also going to have uh, you know an article that's going to kind of update you on where exactly Carolina stands with all of the guys that they are going to host uh, during this next month now again not everything is confirmed and you know w- when we look at, at, at where you know the guys stand it's just from you know the evidence that we've compiled from you know a, a multiple you know a multitude of uh, you know the other websites and and, and everything else that we're kind of hearing so that'll be up there on the website for you guys so you can take a look at that and uh, then we'll move in again to do you know a shorter offseason series we talked about this a little bit it's not going to quite be the same offseason series that we've done in the past years which were a little more in depth uh, you know especially like last year's that was one that due to what was going on at the time with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, that allowed us to have a lot more time to be able to write those things because there frankly wasn't much else going on at the time, but this year will be a little bit different. We're still going to have an off-season series. We'll put those out as we go throughout. Um, 
you know, the next couple of months, and and we'll put those up there for you guys, and eventually take you right up until when Carolina is getting ready to start their season. Uh, again, kicks off September third. Now six o'clock uh, uh, on ESPN. That's what was given to us the other day. A bunch of start times. Carolina slated to be in a ton of primetime games. We're going to be talking about that on the next edition of the podcast that I do with Josh, which shouldn't be too far down the line here. We'll talk about some of that stuff, uh, some of the off-season storylines, all that kind of stuff. That'll be coming up here soon, and you won't want to miss any of that. That'll be on you know on this podcast, the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. And again, wherever you find your podcast, you can find the Heel Tough Blog Podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, there are a ton of different spots that you guys can check things out at. So make sure that you guys uh, you know, go into wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to the podcast feed, and it'll go straight into your podcast library for you to be able to listen to. Also, if you want to, feel free to leave us a rating and review at the bottom. Uh, that really helps us out to move up uh, uh, us up some of those rankings when it comes to uh, you know people trying to find the podcast. So we greatly appreciate that. Um, and you know, other than that, uh, you know, make sure you follow the Facebook page. That's the other main thing that we got. We want you guys to do. But really, both social medias, but especially the Facebook page because that's where you can get everything. That's where you can get the uh, you know the articles, the podcast, the video editions of the podcast, which are coming back this year with our studio now back uh, you know uh, and open and available. So we've got all that stuff that's going to be coming up for you guys. Make sure that you guys don't miss out on any of it. The Facebook page. Heel Tough Blog on Facebook. Also, you want to follow us on Twitter at Heel Tough Blog uh, for the main account. And then for the personal accounts, for me, it's at HTB Anthony. For Josh, it's at HTB Josh. And then for Zach Hubbard, who is our recruiting insider, uh, who does, you know, uh, you know, you know could, covers all that stuff in depth. Uh, he does, a, you know, a lot of great stuff here on the podcast for us. It is at HackZubbard2 on Twitter. So that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. Want to thank Kendrick Bernie for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening and as always, go Tar Heels! <laughs>